On this Tuesday morning, Joe DeCamera and uh, John Rich and John, today's show. Brought to you by Bet Parks. Make futures birds bets now on the Bet Parks Sportsbook app. Bet total birds wins and league MVP on the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together. Download now. You must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. So, all right, there's a lot to attack here and really laid out a lot in the update. I mean, there were so many other things that went wrong last night. Kyle Schwerber didn't catch a ball and left. I'm not saying it was easy, but if the guy could move more than, you know, one mile an hour, maybe he would have gotten there. Yeah, what that fair, John? Right. Does, does Schwarber run one mile an hour, Ray? I mean, I know you're an expert on sports, but <laughs> what's that? How like does, does he run a mile an hour? 0.5 miles an hour. Who's that? The Kyle Schwarber guy's feet. Not exactly. Uh, uh, no, he doesn't have. You would not. <laughs> you would not say that he has great range in the outfield. No, <laughs> Kyle Schwarber, Deion Sanders. Player. Like you'd be the judge. Who, who's going to get to the ball? So there was that. The non-challenge, John, was now. I, I look. If Rob Thompson, he's only got a few seconds. See, here's the thing. You only have, I think, 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 seconds. So I think a lot of people got confused because there was like a three-minute delay or two-minute delay while the player was injured in center field. So a lot of people, I, I will admit, I was initially thinking, oh, this is like football. I got till the next play to challenge it. That's not accurate. But you didn't. You don't, ha- right. you don't have till the next play. You have 10 seconds. He didn't say it. Disappointing no one saw it, but he didn't say but it. But didn't you hear the questioning in McCarthy? Like, as soon as they saw it, they went, ooh. I know. And Schwarber's yelling at them I to know. question it. I just, you know. It was, Not to mention, maybe, and I know this gets really risky, but maybe you can try to get a sense of what the center field and left field fans saw and how they reacted to it and you got 10 seconds. You got 10 seconds. Yeah. It's fast. I'm not saying it's easy. But there was so much else. And John. it the, rolled out late. The lineup. Late I know. It was a late roll. The lineup was bad. But didn't it lineup look funky? Lineup was horrendous. Didn't it, didn't it look funky to you right at the mm-hmm. at the moment? But I didn't know if he had broken his wrist. See, the, the, I was wondering, is it funky because he's trying to hide that he dropped the ball, or is it funky because he's actually injured? Yeah, that too. But, I mean, just mm. – uh, there was at the, it wasn't a delay thing with me. I mean, as soon as it happened, I I thought I think he might have dropped it. I really did. Yeah. I I thought well, it, I to did. me it was that immediate. I did too, but I didn't know. Right. I'm just you know, and it, look, I mean, you can make the case Rob Thompson without knowing should have you know thrown the flag so to speak and said, well, we'll just take a chance here. But he didn't want to do that without some kind of visual confirmation, and they missed out on what would have been a double. Yeah, uh, I think the bigger than that picture is that Rob Thompson put Josh Harrison, Jake Cave, Garrett Stubbs, and uh, Rojas, Johan Rojas out there last night. And Trey Turner. He when was we needed up, that game, man. See what I just did right there? Yeah. I lumped Trey Turner in with Rojas and Stubbs. And... No, I, I got That's you. shameful of you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how dare Bryce Harper have to play a game with Stubbs and Rojas and Turner in the lineup? Yeah. No, I hear you, John. If, that, if that's Bryce Harper, does he challenge? I did think that. I think if it, you know, it's all right. This kid, it's that, but but I think if like Bryce Harper's demanding that he challenge, that he take a look at it, it gets challenged. I don't know. I mean, it's ten I mean, seconds fast. That. But here's the other thing. You know, look, love Bryce. Obviously, is the Phillies' best player. He's probably the well, he's the best player for the team since the Utley Rollins Howard grouping. You can make the case he's the best player they've had since Mike Schmidt. But I mean, John, his base running is getting real old too, man. I mean, my God. Now, I know Dusty Wathen's waving him around, but Bryce Harper's charging around. 
I mean, to try Did to you score... think if he would have slid just leg go, go for it. alone, he would have gotten in I don't there? Ca- I don't care. Benefit of the doubt lost by the five freaking thousand times That's he's been true. thrown out on the base pass it's, already. It is the five thousand times. It's ridiculous. Time, roughly. How many yeah. times am I going to say frick in a show? You can tell I'm fired up and I'm... I might be at 15 or 20. Ray, I mean, part of you, because Ray, you know the deal. I mean, the, people like you and me, Catholic school, we're not supposed to say the other F words. So I, I call it an F substitute. Right. It is. But the nuns <laughs> probably wouldn't like If I said, like, uh, Sister uh, Francis, like, uh, what the frick is this? That probably wouldn't have gone over well either, though. Right? No. You can't do no, you're, that. you're definitely in the principal's office for that. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a scolding. <laughs> certainly, Catholic school in the 50s, you would have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You would have been, been staying after school for at least a week. All and, right. So, you know who needs to stay after school? What's that? Even this guy's getting in my crosshairs now, John. The actor John Hamm. Yes, John Hamm. John Hamm seems like such an affable fellow. I know. He? he sold us a bill of goods. What? Saw, all right, Wechter, can you please roll the tape? This is what they call it in the in the free agency world a sizzle reel. So you might remember when Trey Turner was in the early free agency stage back in, I don't know, November or something. World Series ends. We're all on a high. He's on a high. He's about to make... 300 million, 250, 325, ends up being 300 million. His agent has John Hamm, the actor, put together the narration of this, uh, you know, video. Like, oh, look at everything he can do. He can run, he can slide, he can feel it, he can hit. He you can... know John Hamm, right? Yeah, he, I know. He's, he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. He does the progressive commercials. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, Isn't it progressive with flow? Mm. Isn't he with flow? Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I, I, know, he's, I, know, I know he's an actor. But let, let's just take a gander. Of the bill of goods John Hamm tried to sell us months ago. Trey Vance Turner. A true superstar in today's game. This guy does it all. Sure about that? He can run. He can throw. He plays elite shortstop. He hits. He hits for power. Did I mention he hits for power? He slides. He can lead off and be a table setter, or he can hit second or third and be a run producer. Come on, hit first to start the As year. an opponent, he's your worst nightmare. As a teammate or fan, he's your worst dream nightmare. come true. All right, all right, so look, that, that's enough. <laughs> no I'm just can saying. We get, can we get Vince Turner? Maybe yeah. Vince Turner is better than Trey Turner. I want Eric Turner. <laughs> no, no, not Eric Turner. Evan Turner. Evan Turner. Evan Turner. <laughs> Eric Turner was the great. Remember Eric Turner, Ray, how great a safety he was? I remember. I played he, with Eric Then he Turner. died young, right? I yeah. played with Eric Turner. He was a great player, John. Yeah. Incredibly tough. A re- and then Just it was re- re- really sad when he died. Uh, look, Trey Turner, look, here's the deal. Obviously, I'm frustrated. I will say as a human, which I am, I feel a conundrum today. On one hand, I'm expressing my, as you can tell, severe aggravation. I mean, my love of the Phillies and the fact that it's really frustrating that this guy's hurting them. On the other hand, there's the human side of it. I think he's trying his hardest. I think he seems like a super nice guy. I do believe he will play better baseball. I do think the fans tonight, if he's in the lineup, should try to lift him up with a standing ovation to start the game. So I am, you know, this, to me, this is a classic case of being torn. But, man. That's a he, tough spot to be in last night. You know, hey, Trey, we know you're not feeling it right now, but uh, we really need this game, and this might be the best team in the AL that we're playing, by the way. And uh, we need you to go out there and play special baseball, but 
By the way, no Alec Baum tonight, no Brandon Marsh, no JT Real. It's Muto. ridiculous. We need you to get this done, though. But it's also it's, part. It's, it's not. But easy. It's, John, it's also part of why you don't get thrown out of the game. Like when when he when he then doesn't oh, bat later true. in the game, and Sosa, who's the Phillies' worst hitter of all the yeah. regular players, gets that at bat. And granted, Sosa smoked the ball, just happened to be a double play. That's supposed to be Turner's at bat. Mm-hmm. And for three hundred million. And by the way, I want to play a piece of audio here. Joe, and then right back to the phones because, and Ray, we got to do football. I mean, my God, we got you in studio here. We're not even talking football. This is devastating. Uh, right I understand. This is the topic of the day. It's a so big one. Go for it. All right, let's 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 go back to the audio, Joe, of um, of Crucker and Tom McCarthy that Rhea had in the last update there. And Rhea, this was, remind me, this was when he got thrown out? Or... Uh, no, no, no. This was the error. This he... was, the, uh, might have been the first error play, or the play what second? you played in the last update because it was fascinating what what crocker said the last update was the second error the second error yeah. all right let's let's play the second error because l- listen to how crocker frames this he's 1-0 on the way he had a swing and a ground ball towards short turner to his left had it dropped it all right that was not uh no, that was that not, was that not was, that was um, not it. that was yeah. not it. but bottom line is like, at one point someone says if anyone joe has it joe, uh, has joe has go it. ahead yeah. and play go ahead. ground ball to shortstop to his left is turner he boots it and everybody is safe. That's two errors in the game for Trey. 12 on the year. I would have to think that there's something going on in the noggin right now of yeah. Trey Turner when it comes yeah. to the defense. I don't know how you break I, yourself of it. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, that was just. He had plenty of time, yeah, too. Yeah, he had plenty of time. If anyone can straighten it out, it's Bobby Dickerson. But if it's mental now, then I don't know. So here's the thing. I swear to God, when I saw this live last night, when Crocker said, if anybody can straighten this out, I thought he was going to say, it's Trey Turner. I did too. And then it's like, here comes Bobby Dickerson's name. I'm like, freaking Bobby Dickerson's not making $300 million. Ray, how about Trey? You figure it out. I exactly, my thought was exactly the same thing. And don't lay this on the coach. I mean, he's got, (laughs) Trey Turner's been playing baseball forever. He's got, he can figure this out on his own. Oh, and he can. I want to be clear. He can. Oh, sure. But, like, come on, man. Let's go. Let's get this thing going now. Well, we- Gene, Mock, Gene Mock always used to have a thing where um, if if Dick Allen got off to a slow start, which he sometimes did at the start of a season, he didn't necessarily always come out of the gate flying. Um, and he'd be hitting 240-ish around July. Yep. You know, Mock's answer, somebody would ask about that. And Mock would always say, well, just think of all the fun he's going to have getting to 300. Yeah. Which So he mm-hmm. would always point to what the career – what the career numbers told you he was going to be and assume that by the end of the season he's going to be there, so that means he's going to be hitting the cover off the ball the second half of the year. That was Gene's approach, which was, I mean, he could be very critical, but with his stars he understood there are sometimes they need a little positive reinforcement, and he was pretty good at that. And you know, Ray, that is what I am trying to say tonight when I talk about people should cheer him and give him an ovation if he's in the lineup, which we don't even know if he will be, but – I, I do get that point. I mean, there is something to be said for help the guy at yeah. his lowest point. You could use the help. Simultaneously, though, we are expressing our frustration, which I don't think is unreasonable. I mean, you know, this is the Phillies, and they're paying him $300 million and he's letting them down. We do have today's Twitter poll question of the day. It's brought to us by Armand Chevrolet, celebrating their 23rd anniversary, sizzling summer savings on every Armand Chevrolet pre-owned vehicle in stock. Find new roads at ArmandChevy.com. Today's question, hypothetically, if at the conclusion of this season you had the ability to undo what will be remaining on the contract, 10 years, $272 million, 
on Trey Turner's contract, would you undo it? Would or you, how about just undoing the funk that's surrounding Trey? Well, Turner? that would be that, beautiful. Yeah, that that is beautiful, and I like. Well, who's going to say I no? Like your no. idea, Joe? What? No, your idea, which is tonight when he's up, the first time he's yeah. up, give him a rousing, uh, supportive ovation. Yeah. Because we know, we, we've got the guys calling the game saying it's in the noggin. We suppose it's in the noggin. Trey Turner needs help getting it yeah. out of his noggin. You know, John, you I know, like this idea. Well, thank you. And I'll say this. We've seen enough of sports to know it can be very mental. Totally. And you know what was one of the most glaring examples in recent sports history? It was actually hilarious for us as Eagles fans. But really incredible when it happened. When the Cowboys kicker, Ray, last year in the playoffs, couldn't make, make an extra point. I mean, he, <laughs> was he miss a, four in a row? He missed four yeah. in a game. Unbelievable. And I've, he was a good kicker. And a really good kicker. Yeah. And he missed four extra points in a playoff game. I mean, you don't need more, any more evidence than right. that, that it can be very mental. Sports can be sure. very, very mental. Let's go to Ken and Especially Cinem- for kickers. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> they are a whole different breed. Yeah, boy. they really are. All right, we're well, gonna we're and gonna, hitters. It's and dicey. the ball's coming at shortstop. I mean, that ball will yeah. find you. I mean, if you if you know, it happened to Bone last year at third base. I mean, the ball was finding him. He clearly like I look. I will say this: I played. An, I didn't play a ton of baseball, but I played enough to know when you're feeling good, you're good, and when you're struggling, I'll be honest. When you're struggling, I didn't. I did not want the ball hit to me. You know, because you get to that point, it's like how often was that? Like percentage wise, oh, maybe once a year, ninety percent. Maybe of the once, time once a decade. Struggly, John. Yesterday in golf, you ready for this? Forty nine, front nine. Yeah, Ray, I got that shot to break a hundred, man. This is the day. I got a forty nine. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You, you're at forty nine. Forty nine on the front nine. Well, that's what? pretty nice. Uh, I'm, I'm shooting. I'm, I'm aiming. Admirable, Joe. right? Collapse on the back nine. Fifty five. Back to a 104, still haven't broken 100 uh, in, in recent years. Yeah, it's horrible. It was in the sand. Uh, I was in the water. It was. It was just. It was just. So it wasn't good. just one bad hole. The whole back nine fell apart. Yeah, my point is, it got a little mental, and you know, I collapsed. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm also not making 300 million dollars. Let's go to Ken and Cinnaminson. Ken, good morning, buddy. Good morning, friends. How are you today? Doing well, Ken. Hey, hey, who can forget Steve Sachs forgetting how to make a throw from second base to first base? Right. So <clears throat> no question. That is true. Knoblock. Knoblock had the same thing. And Keel. Yeah. Been a couple of them. Remember the catcher yeah. that couldn't get the ball back to the pitcher? Mackie Sasser. Yeah, and that oh happens. Oh, my God. Yeah. He could hit. He could rake. But, but he uh, couldn't throw it back to the pitcher. Could not throw <laughs> no, it back. He couldn't throw it back to the pitcher. John, he would have to stand up. He would have to stand up and get, like, in front of the plate and kind of just, like, lob it back to the pitcher. But if a guy was on base, they were done. It was a disaster. <laughs> It's hard to watch. So he was underhandedly lobbing it, was, it? it was back a, to the pitcher. It yeah. was a disaster. <laughs> now I want to go look it Why up Why can on he YouTube? do it underhanded That's but not overhanded? Well, he would, like, come out from behind the plate. <laughs> but it only worked when no one's on base. If someone got on base, the Mets were done. Wow. Oh, it was, it was, it was horrible. you got to show it to John during a break. And then, it's Ray, so funny. you gotta, you got to call that up. Just call oh up Mackie Sasser and you'll see some of it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, Ken, go ahead, man. I want to talk about the Phillies, but real quick, wouldn't it be fun if the Eagles mocked up a schedule for one day during camp that was Manny Petty's followed by story time and we could just watch John's head literally explode in front of us? Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh Yeah. Well, Uh, I'm trying to work against that. (laughs) I'm getting better. Well, I think I've told you guys multiple times since the beginning of the year that my my biggest concern for the Phillies is 
is the manager. And, you know, again, last night he, he kind of demonstrated on, on from the lineup card on why I have these concerns. That was a uh, – I think Ike Reese said it best yesterday. That was a scheduled loss lineup. Uh, but when you think about – you know, Trey Turner's been a disappointment. He obviously hasn't played as well as we expected, and he's not played as well as he's capable of playing. Yep. Uh, but, you know, you go back to the end of spring training when Reese Hoskins got hurt right near the end, and kind of part of the narrative was, well, it's a good thing we signed Trey Turner because yeah. he's got that right-handed pop that can replace what we're going to lose in the lineup from the right side of the plate with Reese Hoskins. And – if he's putting that pressure on himself, he is not Reese Hoskins when it comes to driving the ball out of the ballpark. He's got pop, but he's not Reese Hoskins. No. And I just, you know, to put that much pressure on yourself as a player, I, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed, but I'm a back-of-the-baseball card guy. You know, kind of like Dave Dombrowski says, I believe that. I believe Trey Turner's still a really good player. And, uh, you know, last night – that that meltdown also tells me that, you know, he he still cares. Like he still yes, really yeah, cares. Yes. So that's we get on players sometimes in this city about uh, about not looking like they care. Yeah. Good point. Uh, and that was that was a big that was a big knock on Schmidt back in the day. If you remember, he was so good and he was so gifted that he made the game look easy, and it came across as nonchalance. And and so, you know, I, I'm. Schmitty did care, but there are guys like Travis Lee that I think did not care enough. I think there have been you know, plenty of players through the years that did not care enough. And when you have that, that's almost impossible to overcome. Ken, give me, Ken you got a shout to win Springsteen tickets. Give me an answer. What makes you feel old? So uh, this started happening to me a few years ago, and I obstinately refused to even acknowledge them or answer them. But when you get the first invitation in the mail to join AARP. <laughs> That's funny, man. I yeah. like it. All right, so, Ray, unbelievable. We, we've had you in here for close to an hour, and the Eagles go to camp today, and we haven't even gotten to the Eagles. But let, let's do some because, you know, come on. Um, what to you is the most compelling storyline for the Eagles in training camp this year? Uh Rebuilding the defense and uh, the new defensive coordinator and how that all comes together, how yeah. that kind of looks. Because I think you're probably going to go into the season with five new starters on defense, which is a lot. That is a lot. Uh, and a new defensive coordinator to boot and see how that all comes together, how all those, uh, all those guys from Athens, Georgia, you know, if they, can, if, if they can play the game at the same level up here. Um, I think that's kind of what you're going to get because I, I really do think the offense is going to be fine. I mean, I, I, I'd be shocked if this wasn't the best offense in the NFL this year. They're going to score a ton of points. Um, but what about the defense? Yeah. You know, uh, that's, that's going to be the question. How well does the defense come together? Um, you know, one of the things that happens with all Super Bowl teams, whether they win or whether they lose, is going into the next year, every team, every team in the league, and especially the teams in your own division, have a whole offseason to study what you did well. And you come out the next year and – you'll find the teams are much better prepared to play against you. And it's on both sides. And I think the Eagles offense is going to face that this year because I think a lot of the stuff that they did with Hurts last year was new to teams, and teams didn't know quite how to play them because they were so dynamic, and he was. It'll be harder for him to do that, but I think he will because I think he's good enough, and I think the players are good enough. Defensively, we'll, we don't know. I think it's just going to be – I think it's going to be one of those things that for – it's probably going to take him about a half a season 
to work it out and figure out exactly what they are and what they want to do and what their strengths are, what their new strengths are. Uh, but then see how that all comes together. That, to me, the questions that I have with this team really are on the defensive side of the ball, not really the offense. And the $1,000 question is, will it look more aggressive on the defensive side of things with, with Sean Desai? What, what do, do you have any idea after this offseason what that plan looks like? Um, I, I don't know. That's one of the things I want to see. You know, you're certainly not going to learn it in training camp. You're not going to learn it in the preseason because yeah. whatever they're planning to do, they're not going to show you until September. But uh, I, I, want, I want to see that part of it. And, you know, a lot of it, I mean, I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but a lot of it really is about N'Kobe Dean. A lot of it really is, is he, can he be as good a player here as he was in college? And if he can, and see, I'm pretty bullish on N'Kobe Dean. I, I'm just basing it now on what I saw him do in college mm-hmm. when I thought he was tremendous. Uh, can that translate here? Um, if he can be that player up here, then he gives you another weapon at the linebacker position that you haven't had in a long time. I mean, he was a game-changing player in college. It might be asking a lot for him to do that here, but if he can approach, if he can approach that, then, you know, I've always felt that the linebacker position, if you have a fast inside linebacker, he makes your whole defense fast. You know, that one guy, if he, ha- if he can play sideline to sideline, if he has that kind of speed, then he makes everybody on the whole defense look fast. If that, li- if that guy doesn't, then your defense looks slow. It's amazing how that one position mm. and that one player can change the whole look of a defense. Yeah. Uh, and TJ was, TJ was a good player, but he wasn't that kind of player. Dean, I think, has the physical ability to be that kind of player. Is he big and, enough? We'll see. I, I don't think he's too small. You know, I mean, I, I wish he were a little taller, but that, I don't think that's a game-breaker. He's 230 pounds. He certainly didn't play small in college. Uh, and I think, that, I think that he will be. He has... Of all the positions on the football field, I've always felt this. The position where instinct matters the most is a linebacker. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really think that that is probably the most inherently instinctive position on the field, on both sides of the ball, is linebacker. Because so much of it is reading, so much of it is anticipation, so much of it is recognition, getting to the ball and making yeah. a play. You have to get to the ball to make a play. Uh, and some guys have it and some guys don't. This guy's got it. I mean, there's no question about that. He's got it. Right. But then there's another there's another linebacker spot. Every yeah. Nicholas Moreau is the other starter, and I know that the way that we deploy defenses, you've got one linebacker out there at times, you know, and dime looks and things like that. But Nicholas Moreau is a guy who you know was thrust into action uh, with the Bears and and you know acquitted himself pretty well. But prior to that, was a special teams guy, smallish guy. What are we getting with him? Is he a starter in this league, Ray? And if he's not, then uh, Christian Ellis, Sean Bradley, Davion Taylor, are they acceptable fill-ins? I don't know. I think they, I think they are counting on, on him to be a good player, Morrow. Um, I'll tell you this. He played really good the game against the Eagles. I mean, he really did. Uh, if, if what you're looking for is he's, a little, he's not the biggest guy, you, some people you can call him undersized, but he certainly doesn't play that way. He's a very physical player. Um, That's good. And uh, and we'll see. I mean, I'm a little bit bothered by the fact he's moved from team to team. That that, that sometimes to me is a little bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, he's going to certainly get the first opportunity here. You know, I think Bradley. I, I you know, I think Bradley's a special teams guy. I don't know that he's a guy that's going to be a front line linebacker. But I think you've got in Dean and maybe Morrow. I mean, you might have two guys that could be. Yeah. 
Ray, one more thing, and then right back to the phones. Let's just get you on the record before they actually start practicing, which will be tomorrow. They show up today. You sign off on now practicing even less because you've seen they've had success with practicing less and, hey, trust their instincts, and they're going to practice even less than they did last year. Or do you stick with the, yeah, but it's a mistake. <laughs> like, where, where do you stand? Because, look, we all know you, John, Coach Vermeil, you know, many, 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 many callers in recent years. Oh, no, this I, is... I sat next to Seth Joyner Seth, for yeah. these preseasons. <laughs> right. And I used to hear the right. things that Seth said about sure. the modern training camp. But then they went 14-3 and three and they almost won right. the Super Bowl. And I don't think they didn't win the Super Bowl because they didn't practice harder in, you know, August. Right. Um, you okay with it or do you think it's a mistake? I think it's the way of the game now. But is, it, but is it a mistake? Uh, I don't know that you can do it any differently. I mean, with the constraints that have been put on by the Players Association, I don't know that you can do it any differently. To me, it's, a lot of it's taken out of the coaches' hands. You know, they're mandating days off in training camp, which you never used to see. Right. A day off in training camp? Are you out of your mind? I mean, they might give you the day off after a preseason game, but that was yeah. it. So, um, but the thing is, you're not working at a competitive disadvantage because everybody in the league is working by the same set of rules. I, I definitely think, does it impact the, the level of play? Sure it does. I mean, you see what the first month of the NFL regular season looks like? I mean, it looks like preseason yeah. because everybody's, you right. know, every team's, the tackling is terrible. The, there's no timing between the, the backs and the offensive line. The first week, the first month of the NFL regular season looks like preseason yeah. used to look. But you have to just play through that. By the second half of the year, then everybody forgets yeah. it because you're starting to play again. Now, I will say, flip side argument, though, and I don't know if it's accurate or inaccurate, okay, because I haven't done a study on it. Flip side argument many makes, though, is, but it keeps you healthier for the long haul in season. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And yeah, I, and I don't know which is accurate. Well, I, I mean, do know this. Last year, the Eagles had 22 designated starters, mm -hmm. and all 22 were available to play in the Super Bowl. Exactly. And that is... So you Something to take stock of. Right. So you can't argue against it. I mean, last preseason, there were times when I thought, geez, I'd really like to see Hertz play more. Right. Because yeah. I think he needs it. <laughs> right. But yeah, then, you know, but then you go through the season and you see how healthy you are compared to the teams that you're playing. And so how do you argue against it? I mean, that's just the way of the NFL today. But it's, yeah. it's a whole different world than the one that I walked into in 1970. Well, oh it'll be interesting. To figure, well, of course. Like, does a guy like Dan Campbell in Detroit, does he push them harder? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. Yeah, um, well, I think he is. Probably. I think he does. Yeah, if, but you, if you watch the Hard Knocks, you saw that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was certainly a more physical training camp than the, the other ones I've seen. Yeah. And does that make a difference? I mean, we'll, we'll you know. But it's not like it used to be. It's nothing it's like it used to be. kinder and gentler. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the phones. 94 WIP with Ray here in studio. By the way, John, today's show uh, as we've been saying throughout the show, is brought to us by. Brought to you by Bet Parks. Make futures birds bets now on the Bet Parks Sportsbook app. Bet total birds wins and league MVP on the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together. Download now. You must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 GAMBLE. All right, so everything with the Eagles training camp on this, the day they report to camp. Tomorrow they start practicing. That's on the table for you. So, too, is. Everything from last night's Phillies game, including Rob Thompson's lineup, uh, Bryce Harper getting thrown out at the plate, which he never should have gone for home plate. I mean, I know he was kind of close, but come on, man. Trying to score from first. I know he, I know he took off on a 3-2 count, you know, meaning trying to steal second, but come on, man. Where's that line for you where he's I shouldn't even aggressive. say steal second because you can't steal yeah. second on 3-2 or 2 out. But you know, you know what I'm saying. He's, he's getting a head start. Uh, go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. I, said, I was just going to say with, with Harper, where, where's the line for you on where he's – 
is he being aggressive? It's great. Or I think he's it's foolish. Stupid. Yeah, I, I think find, he's foolish. I found that foolish. The the spot they were in. I, I look. I we've seen great players in the history of Philadelphia sports do foolish things and sometimes do them frequently. I think he is a foolish base runner. Yes. I think he's a great player. I think he's probably the best player the organization has had since Mike Schmidt. But I think he's a foolish base runner. Base runner. And it just frustrates me because I think he should know better. Let's go to Rich right now. Rich, you're on WIP. Hey, good morning, everybody. Hi, Rich. Listen, I'll tell you, that was a uh, funky play out in the center field for the Orioles last night, and that was a funky lineup uh, yep. uh, for the Phillies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you guys been talking about. But, um, you know, all that being said, Trey Turner, um, you know, his on-base percentage and, you know, looking at that third strike, it getting thrown out. Um, uh, I know the other Phillies aren't hitting as much, but um, he's, he's, he's got to show up a little bit more, um, to say the least. Correct. And I'm sure he will. I And I think it'll happen sooner rather than later. He's – Running out of time here. I but when are you not we sure? When are you not Casty, sure, John? We watched Casty last year struggle almost the entire year, and then save it with a couple plays defensively and in the postseason. I don't think I don't think this feels like that, like a, a year long sucker. You know, like Trey Turner. It's two thirds the way there. I understand. Yeah. It it feels like this is it's already stretched beyond the the realm of reality that this guy. I, I think he is a better player than what he's shown. Yeah, I do have I more faith that he'll come out the other end of this this season yeah. than I, I, it sounds like a lot of people feel. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm uh, I'm of the mind that um, you know with his contract, um, I know we really can't get out of it, but um, yeah. I I would um, I would keep him in the contract. I'd keep him um, here. I I think um, I, you know when he gets comfortable here, he's going to be the Trey Turner that uh, we expected. I think so. Just like Nick last. Year, Nick Castellanos. Um, all I can see is him swinging at pitches out of the strike zone, right. wide away from him. And this year, he's at the All Star game. Yeah. Um, all right, Rich. Give I, me an give me an answer, man. What makes you feel old? Okay, I was at the Spectrum when I was in high school, listening to the Rolling Stones and watching Mick Jagger <laughs> prance across that stage, singing "I Satisfaction." I can't get no satisfaction and "Symphony for the Devil" and "Painted Black" and "Honky Dog Woman." Guess what? Mick Jagger is a great grandfather. Not wow. Grandpa, I'm he's a great grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> Mick is a, we've had some good answers to that. <laughs> Mick as a great grandfather. I mm. like that. That's I didn't realize that. Ray, Ray, what makes you feel old? Oh, by the way, let me say this. For those that don't know, Ray Diddy, one of his finest books called One Last Read from a number of years ago. Ray, back out and re- republish again? Yeah, they decided it's a collection of my favorite writings from over the years from my newspaper and magazine career. Uh, and uh, it was published originally in 2007. Uh, and uh, they decided with my retirement over the last year that uh, they would republish it, make it available again. Wow. So they, they republished it as a paperback now. But they asked me to add a new chapter looking back on my decision to retire. Uh, and also looking back on the year of 2022, when we had Red October, we had the Phillies in the World Series, and right. the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. So there's every book has a forward. This book has an afterward, which is my 
uh, one additional chapter looking back on last year. Very cool. And available? Available in bookstores all over the place, and it's available on Amazon. One last read. Good. And you and Glenn have an event coming up. Is that correct? Glenn and I have, uh, we're going to be doing a talk at the Uptown Theater in Westchester on High Street on uh, Tuesday, August the 8th. And it's going to be a night where uh, we're going to talk about the book, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, the NFL season starting. The Eagles will be, they'll be just have played, I guess, or they'll be getting ready to play their first preseason game, and uh, we'll be doing all that. So it'll be Glenn and me on stage at the Uptown Theater in Westchester on August the eighth. So come on out and see us. Love it, Ray. So obviously not eligible to win the the Bruce Springsteen tickets we're giving away here today. Working for WIP, all listeners can win, but. What makes, you know, our question today, what makes you feel old? What makes Ray Dittinger feel old? Going to a high school reunion. That's a good oh, answer. Wow. <laughs> Going to a high school reunion and looking around at all my classmates. <laughs> uh, Plus, that, you see that number. It ain't 5, 10, or 15 anymore. It's, oh, my God. That number's I mean, getting up there now. Yeah, well, I graduated from high school in 64. So, yeah. I, mean, it's, I mean, I've already passed the 50 mark. So, you're 60 next year. 60-year huh? reunion next yeah. year. Holy cow. Yeah. At, at, <laughs> oh, 60. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, so that, you, that yeah that def, that definitely made me feel old. I had a great time, but seeing <laughs> seeing the guys you went to high school with, and seeing their wives, uh, and then seeing us all try and get on the dance floor and dance to the songs that we danced to in the sixties. Yeah, you, you've become very aware of how old you are. It's a great answer, <laughs> Ray. We love having you in the studio. Obviously, we'll do it a lot more as we get to football season and. Uh, Looking forward to talking a lot of football. I look forward to it as well. Have fun at training camp Thank tomorrow. you, Ray. Thank you very much. Thanks, the Ray. Diddy, Ray Diddinger. That's a yeah, good reminder for me to tell you. We will be at training camp tomorrow. We'll be talking to, we don't know who, players, coaches, who the heck knows. We'll find out. Rob Thompson on the show tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Obviously, he'll have some, uh, what do they say, John, some explaining to do. Explaining. Explaining. Well, yeah. some explaining to do based on uh, what's what's going on with the Phils in recent days, including yesterday. All right, all the calls up ahead. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie, 215 592-9494. Expertise, compassion, trust. For thousands of people across the Delaware Valley, this is why they choose NovaCare Rehabilitation for their physical therapy, hand therapy, and sports medicine needs. It's also why they refer their family members and friends when they need care, which I have done many, many times throughout the years. Aches, pains, or an injury, well, they always seem to happen at the most inconvenient time, but you don't have to live with it. The time is now to start feeling better. We're all like being outside, enjoying our favorite activities in the summer. Starting care with NovaCare's team is easy. Here's the best part. You do not need a doctor's referral. What do you want to get back to? That's what the NovaCare team will ask. They'll work with you to help meet your goals. With more than 150 convenient locations in greater Philadelphia and South Jersey, there is no better time to let NovaCare's experts be part of your healing journey. To learn more about the benefits of physical therapy, schedule an appointment today at NovaCare.com. The Philadelphia Phillies trust NovaCare. So can you. NovaCare, the power of physical therapy.